before this episode starts, I just wanted to quickly chat about Content Capable's progress. Um, We are approaching the end of the year, and here in Australia, it is pretty much peak summer season. Uh, So I'm going to be going on holidays from about the 19th of December, uh, and I will be enjoying a little bit of time off, and we should be back sometime in February. I'll announce some exact dates on Twitter and on Instagram over the next few weeks, uh, once I finalise a few things. But yeah, we'll be... um, The podcast will be going on a little bit of a break. There will be some bonus content that'll come up, um, as well as some cool little announcements uh, and we should be back sometime in February but yeah keep an eye out for that uh, thank you for listening this past year it's been such a pleasure uh, creating these podcast episodes and on to this week's episode a podcast to honour the gods this better come with a sacrifice Dave X Media Hello and welcome to Content and Capable, a podcast all about following your passions while still feeling like a proper adult. My name's Sam and I'm your host. This week I spoke with Nav from a Song and Ice and Fire Symposium all about their passion for personal finance and what they do to manage their personal finance. Welcome to Content and Capable. It's lovely to have you on, Nav. It's nice to be here. It's my first time talking to you, Sam. I know it's <laughs> I like I know you've been on the restricted section a few times and yeah. you know you chat with Christina fairly regularly and I've spoken to you via text but it's like oh wait I actually <laughs> haven't spoken to this person face to face and they're like a great friend of the network it was the one of those things where I was like um I definitely should have Nav on um at some stage and had been meaning to have um people uh, you uh, and a whole bunch of other guests on and just like went onto autopilot into like my normal approaching other people for stuff. So my brain's finally getting back into the normal <laughs> podcasting routine, which is nice. Um, if for people who might not know Nav, um, do you want to quickly introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah. Hi everyone. My name is Nav. I use they, them pronouns and I am one of the hosts of a song of ice and fire symposium, a very long <laughs> titled podcast about the game of Thrones book series. And uh, my best friend and co-host Harmouth, who's on it with me has never read the series, never seen the show. So we're just going through similarly to the restricted section, a few chapters at a time and just, you know, enjoying it. So it's, yeah, that's like where you might know me from. (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, I do have to say, the longer the name, the better the acronym, right? (laughs) I guess. You've got this lovely long string of letters that, you know, you can just... Every time I, like, write it in as an acronym, I have to, like, actually say the whole thing to make sure I put the letters in the right order. It's just so (laughs) long. (laughs) I love that. That's like a great, like it's when I spell the word because I didn't get taught how to spell the word because until like, I don't know, fourth or fifth grade. And the way that someone taught it was Ben eats chicken at Uncle Sam's eatery. And so it's a, um, and so you just take the acronym of all of that. And I was just like, <laughs> uh, and that's how I do it all the time. So yeah. smart, but I, I can't spell the word because without saying the yeah. whole thing. Uh, you're um, in Australia, so this might not be a thing for you, but we remember the names of the Great Lakes through, like, Superman saves everyone or helps everyone, <laughs> and that's how you remember the beginning letter of each of the uh, Great Lakes, and it's like <laughs> that's a great. big thing in elementary school. Yeah. 
I know that when we did like, this is wildly off course, but when we did like high school maths and we were doing um, algebra and Pythagorean theorems, we did um, Sokotoa. But instead oh, of yes. learning how to just Sokotoa, <laughs> my teacher, who was had been around for a very long time, had an incredibly, incredibly inappropriate line. It was like, some old hag can't <laughs> always hide their... Um, I don't Yeah, <laughs> something. Okay. Wow. Yeah, Math um, teachers are... They're always they're unique. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like... I'm like, <laughs> this math teacher in particular also, would you would hand in your exam, and then the next day in class, in like 9am the next day in class, he'd marked everyone's exams. And you're like, can we have the marks? He's like, no, because the other teachers have been complaining because I mark too fast, and I can't <laughs> hand out the grades because then you'd know the grades. <laughs> like, Aww. Oh, that sounds unfair. Everyone- <laughs> Just take your yeah. time then. He's yeah. I don't think he had a life, to be honest. I don't know. I shouldn't say anything about him. Um, it is hard to think of teachers as having a life outside of school. Like you know that this is what you do. You live at school. <laughs> he is one of the kind of person that we weren't actually sure whether he had a life outside of school. He wore knee high socks um, because theoretically, if you wore shorts as a staff member, you did have to wear knee high socks. Not that anyone followed that right. rule. Right, um, and was just like said some wild outlandish things, some incredibly xenophobic and racist stuff as well. But like oh, no. to a bunch of 14, 15 year olds, we thought he was the funniest guy alive. Yeah. Um, my mother was confused <laughs> as to why he was my maths teacher. Um, she once went into a parent teacher interview. He pulled out my file, looked at my grades, looked at my mother and goes, so why are you here? <laughs> um, <laughs> At that point, I was getting straight A's, and he's like, so why are you here? My mother was like, well, <laughs> do I have to prompt this from you? Like, comma, this is your job. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Um, it was very fascinating when we were choosing a topic for this episode. <laughs> you suggested personal finance, and it almost felt out of the blue. It was something I really appreciated, though, because I haven't done enough, like, nitty-gritty, mathy, like, hard-hitting stuff. I've done all this wishy-washy, artsy stuff this last year. Right. Um, what was... Why you... Why, <laughs> why did, did you choose suggest it? <laughs> well, okay. I was looking... When you texted me, you were like, tell me stuff you're passionate about. And in that moment, I was in the middle of midterms and I was like, right now I'm passionate about surviving the next two weeks. So I'll get back to you yeah. in a little bit. And then when I got back to you, I was like, okay, what am I passionate about? What do I like? And it's like one of those things where you're trying to brainstorm and you can't think of a single thing. And then I had to like consult a friend and be like, what is it that I like to talk about? And uh, she was like, oh, you're always going on about how I should do this better with my money and all of that stuff. So talk about that. So that was like why the, one of the reasons I another one of the I reasons I suggested though, like, it. Personal finance is a pain <laughs> in the butt. Yeah, an it absolute is. pain. It's like and I'm mildly terrified of it, mainly because <laughs> I'm unemployed at the moment and I'm just burning burning cash. No, I'm not Joe Lysette, I'm not shredding money. Um, but you know, I am, you know, going through cash at the moment, um, instead of saving money for something or bits and pieces. Yeah. And I did have to sit down a few weeks ago and go, I need to readjust the way I spend money and I need to put some limits and things. So I'm being a bit more reasonable. 
And then my government allowance stopped. Oh no! I've got to re—I've got to redo this all again because I've just finished university. So you know all the terrifying things about finishing university without the security of a job. Um, Yeah. But yeah, no. So what got you into like obviously out of necessity managing personal finance? But like, was there anything that made it really appeal to you? Um. You see, the thing about me is that I am a control freak and I love love to control every aspect of my life. And so when I got my first job at 17, I was like, okay, now I have money. What am I going to do with it? And before I even got my first paycheck, I like looked up. I I started like watching personal finance videos, reading blogs, reading books. I I was when I go all out, I go all out. I, I love just finding out everything about like any topic that I get interested in. And so by the time I got paid for the first time at 17, I had already like set up a budget for myself and like allocated certain funds to certain things. And I was like very strict with it, which I've learned to not be. That's not really what it means, but mm-hmm. like that's how I got started. It's my control issues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I, I completely understand. It's like, I, I feel it too. I mean, I am such a control freak. I'm like, I need everything to be perfect. I need everything to be working 100% fine. You know, just, you know, things need to work. And having, you know, uh, sitting and watching the chaos that is, you know, <laughs> my friends or my family's finances. It's like, I don't know how people do this. That need, like, too, someone, yeah. yeah. Seeing, like, some of the, uh, like, my parents have, like, shared finances and my dad takes care of most of the stuff and my mom is, like, mostly clueless all of the time. And just, like, watching that dynamic, even though it... I, I was like, I can't be like that. I need to know what's happening. I, I need to take charge. And mm-hmm. since I've like gotten into it in the last few years, I've also encouraged my mom to, you know, to be aware of what's going on and keep on top of everything. It's It just isn't, isn't as interesting to her. It's, it's like another stressor in her life. So she tr- mostly leaves it to my dad, but we're working on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that like also, if you don't know what's going on, um, it's a bit of a scary situation. Um, yeah, and it's unfortunate that it's treated that way. Money is like such a taboo topic, but really we should talk about it more because it unfortunately governs so much of our lives. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and then like understanding where like the comparisons, especially like wages and bits and pieces, like, oh, how much are you earning and how much are you earning? People are so terrified to talk about Yeah, that. I think we should talk about, like, lay it all out. Like, let's figure out what's going on so that we can, like, support each other and make sure that, you know, there's some equity in this stupid world. Yeah, it, um, it is quite a uh, terrifying thing to not have control over. But when you talk about it a bit more, it's almost like empowering because you've got this idea of, okay, I know that this person's earning this much. Uh, for comparison, I'm earning this much. Okay, so I know that I, I could probably, I'm worth a bit more money and I could probably ask for a raise because I am doing the same work as they are mm-hmm. except they're being paid more or things like that. It just... It helps you understand, and uh, for me as well, someone who's incredibly anxious about asking people for more 
thing stuff from others. Like I'm literally about to have my 21st and people are like, what do you, what do you want us to buy you for your birthday? And I'm like, please, I don't want to ask you. Don't give me anything. anything. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to, yeah, it is hard to ask for more. We're at, yeah. we're so like trained as human beings to just always be like giving or not sharing our troubles or not really like trained to speak up for ourselves that we just kind of flow through life like that but one of yeah it's it's very important that we take charge of our situations and try to you know get what we're worth because we're our our jobs are literally killing us we're not making a living we're making a dying (laughs) so let's like at least uh get a comfortable living out of it or any yeah not so go ahead when you wanted sorry i think we cut out (laughs) a little bit in the zoom there but when you when you wanted to um uh when you wanted to like learn more about managing money bits and pieces how did you go about educating yourself about that um basically the place where everybody starts and the internet i googled yeah like i said i looked up blogs and i i'm also a visual learner so i watch a lot of like youtube and stuff and there's like some really good channels that um you know aren't just about like i don't know there there's some very everybody has their own opinion on what to do with money and like don't listen to me do what you want with your money like i'm not a personal finance like i'm not a financial advisor like disclaimer Mm -hmm. i just but there's some people out there with philosophies that didn't sit well with me and but there were others i found which you know kind of factored in the effects of capitalism and the discrimination that we deal with in society and how to contend with that as we try to make our lives and you yeah, know our it, money work for us kind of thing yeah it's it is quite fascinating what were some of the really like important initial things you learned about and when you first started going about researching um well a few things one of the one of the very first things that i did and i feel like everybody recommended it was to create what they call like an emergency fund which is just like Mm. uh you know it can be whatever you think is the right amount but i think like the recommended is between three to six months of expenses so that if any but anything were to happen if you were to lose your job or if like a really big expensive like unexpected unexpected expense were to come up you would have the funds to cover it so that was that's kind of like the first thing I did was I started amassing money into like a savings account so that in you know whatever happened I would have the money to cover yeah. it. And I've had to use it a couple times and I was so grateful for every time that I had that. And like I don't know this seems like a really dumb question but like personally how do you define how much money should be going into like an account like that? I'm always worried that not that I don't have like money sitting in an account ready to go if something happened, but like I don't know how much I should be saving for in that kind of account. What how much is too much and how much is too little? Yeah, I don't think there's like one hard and like hard, you know, yeah. this is the number everybody should save this much. 
that would make sense. That depends on like who your who who your dependents are. I for myself, I'm in a very privileged position. I don't have any dependents and I don't have any debt that I have to pay off. So it's uh like my expenses aren't as high and I also don't have mm. like other things that I need to allocate it to as much. So the way I figured out how much I would be putting into that account is that I hang on, let me try to remember exact the, the exact steps I followed. So obviously you should subtract like all the set expenses that you have every month, whether that's rent, yeah. food, shopping, whatever it is, like some money that you spend every month, get that out of the way and think, of the rest of the whatever's left over that's what you can choose where it goes and that could be you know my I since at that time I didn't have like other goals in mind I kind of put all of that into my emergency fund but right now I have like I have I think 12 bank accounts <laughs> um, I, I think that's amazing <laughs> like the, the more the merrier right let me let me explain okay so I have my I have two banks that I bank with. One is like my standard bank that you can just go, you know, like off the street, every, everybody, you know, that, that bank. And then yeah. I have like an online bank. So the a regular bank, that's where my checking account is. That's where my credit card accounts are. And that's where I keep any like spending money, like um, yeah. aside from the checking account, which is, like, for example, I have an account, which is money that I, I put a set amount of money in that account, every paycheck, no matter what. And whenever I need to buy gifts, I buy out of that money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a sinking fund. And then I have the emergency fund in my online bank because it's harder to access. So it stops me from like spending that money just like whenever I feel like it. Then I have, I'm in school, so I have a savings account for my tuition. I have a savings account for travel, which is a big priority for me. And then I have like investment accounts. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? No, yeah. I know that's a lot. It does make but like I started um, off with one savings account, which was my emergency account. And then I added yeah. stuff like my travel and tuition because those are things that are you know, became priorities yeah. for me and more expenses. Yeah, no, I I bank with two banks too, of all things. Uh, one of them is like a bigger bank and one of them is a smaller one. I actually started with a small one at like the age of 12 when dad's like, let's make everyone bank accounts. And so I've had this one for a very long time. Um, the, the, the second bank account I got, I actually got because I was going to the States and I needed a card that wasn't going to charge me exorbitant international... Uh, yeah. purchasing fees so this one for if you like did these certain things like in, put a thousand bucks in the account uh and you um like made five transactions mm -hmm. it would it, there would be no atm fees and no international uh international fees at all and all i'd have to do is pay the exact transfer rate that they had advertised that's oh, great. This is amazing. Yeah. I know. And so I spent the, my whole time in the US using this card and it was amazing. And I've kept with it because it's, 
I don't know. I It means that like all my money's going into one bank account and then it's being drip fed into the other bank account for like yeah. my like spending and stuff. So I've got a limit. Exactly. And then if I need to make bigger purchases, I'll use. And then I've got like accounts attached to my other account, but don't have a separate card. So I'd have to transfer money if I needed to buy a bigger thing. Or exactly. Like yeah. Yeah. So it stops you from doing impulse purchase- purchases, but then also you're doing like the thing where you like pay yourself like you only uh give yourself like you give yourself an allowance out out of your pays yeah. to like spend on random things so you're not just spending I feel whatever. like my own parent <laughs> it's great yeah that's I'm like I'm like here's this amount of money per week but this is this is what you're allowed to spend you know you can't yeah spend this is ice cream and money. then I impulse <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, then I impulse buy, like, five coffees <laughs> through the week, and then I'm like, oh, I don't have any money. Can I have some more money? Uh, <laughs> you have a meeting with yourself. <laughs> yeah, meeting with myself, and then I just, like, okay, awesome, changing cards. Often it's for fuel at the moment. Um, not that I've been driving, but right before the car that I normally drive completely broke down. It's been broken down for about two weeks now. I filled it up with, like, 75 bucks worth of fuel, and I was so upset. It was cheap fuel. I was so happy. This is like the cheapest fuel yeah. has been since. But like there is seventy five dollars worth of fuel that I haven't been able to use sitting. You can't like pump it out. And I could like the car's not completely broken down. We can't. We haven't actually towed the car yet. It's just sitting on the side of the street. Um, yeah, that does hurt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, hmm, I really just want to be able to use the stuff I pay for. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, it's things like that. Big purchases like fuel and groceries sometimes when money is, when I forget to manage my money properly, it's like, oh, okay, that was yeah. a bad idea. The other thing is like, we have to be realistic with ourselves on how much we actually spend. Like there's the ideal version where we only buy the things we need. And then there's like the actual version where we, we're human. We buy things we want that we don't necessarily yeah. need. And to, we really have to account for that. Yeah. I think I forgot, I for, didn't spend much money last week. No, not, not last week, the week before last. And then last week I was on holidays and I kept going, it was only two or three times. It's like, instead of my mum paying for something, I was like, I'll pay for it because we were both on holidays together. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever. I put, <laughs> went to go pay. And I think it was the last time I paid for something, um, tried to pay for something with this card. And it was like, it declined. It was just, I was buying flowers as a thank you gift and mm-hmm. it declined. I was like, oh, okay. Well, now pull out the other card. I'm going <laughs> to buy this present for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it, it is such an important part of like managing a finances. It's like, oh, I actually spend this much money a week. I don't actually spend how much I think I do. I spend more. Yeah. Or less sometimes. Yeah, and I have no self-control whatsoever, so I make sure to give myself leeway when I, I'm not, mm. yeah, it, it, I just try to be really realistic with that. And it means that I, like, it's also hard because when you're, you know, when you're working and you're putting in all this effort and you earn money and then you don't get to spend it on the things you want, then it doesn't feel worth it. You just feel like, what am I doing all this for if I'm not going to get the things I want? Like, that's a very material way to look at it. But uh, yeah. It, it is, yeah, like I love food. So most of my money goes on food and I I don't judge myself for that. It's, it's okay. Like, I work mm. for it, so. 
I think it's also kind of forced me to go, do I really need all of these snacks? Like, I don't need... It's, it's not like enforcing dieting, but it's like, can I manage my food, like, consumption a little better? Um, or, you know, can the snack be a treat instead of a, I buy enough to have a snack every day or something, you know? Right, um, yeah. And it's with, like, inflation and rising yeah. food prices, it's... Uh, it's really hard to, um, you know, people are having trouble feeding their families and it's a, it's a big deal. But, um, yeah, if we're more aware of like what's going on, like what we can spend, then we can be more aware of like what we can spend it on. And it's just a whole thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, it is. Um, and it's, it's so important as well to, to be aware of like where your money is going. I think for a period of time, at least for myself, I just wasn't thinking about it. I was just like, yeah, money, whatever. I think also because it was the first time I'd like earned proper money. I was working an office job, which I don't work now. Mm -hmm. um, and they were paying me very well. Um, and I was like, oh, I've got all this money. This is <laughs> yeah. like, amazing. I don't need to worry about like, say, like I saved money without having to try. And it was very bad for when I then didn't have a job and was like, oh, I don't have money anymore. Got to rely on that. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's hard when income is inconsistent. You never know. Like one week you could have like a really big paycheck and the next week not as much. But that's kind of... Yeah, that is hard to navigate. But to save when you have more... So that to spend later when you don't is, mm. yeah, that's a. It's hard conceptually, right? Because yeah. Because like, I have all this money. <laughs> I should just spend the money I have. Yeah, it's like delayed. Um, like you'll thank yourself later. But like, what about now? Yeah. Why can't I treat myself right now? Um, I yeah. Am the, I am... I am such a, I have such a weak spot for instant gratification. If like, oh yeah, someone 100%. Could, yeah, I, same. Would, <laughs> I would take the one donut now instead of the two donuts in 10 minutes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Think, it's just, there's so little to like that break. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm so pessimistic, but like the world really sucks. Um, yeah. and so t we, I try to latch on to the little bits of like happiness or joy I can find. And if that means that, you know, I'll get joy right now, if I eat this donut, then I'm going to have that donut. I'm not going to think about it yeah. later, but sometimes 100%. it like delayed gratification can be a good thing. Like, uh, like when I say for travel, for example, uh, that is like one of my bigger, like, saving expenses mm -hmm. and the way so i live in canada <laughs> in case anybody doesn't know and we're right in the middle of winter right now and it's going to be very long and it's going to be very hard so i always need like something exciting to look forward to either like midway through winter or like right at the end of winter and that usually tends to be like a trip and so yeah. i'm like okay it's like reward to myself. Like I'm going to get through this winter and I'll go to, I think my brother and I are planning a trip to Orlando in February and I'll be like, okay, in February I get to go to Orlando, but only if I can save this money. And then I don't have to like, it, it, I don't feel as guilty or 
bad about it. But yeah, also 100%. all of my saving, I should say, is automated. Like I don't even see that money come into my spending accounts. It just goes directly the day I get paid. It's automated. It's automated to go into my savings. So I never see it. Yeah, which I think is also a good thing. You don't actually see, like, the combined number of, like, oh, this is, like, all the money that's sitting in my account right now. Well, yeah. look at all that money. I should just spend it right now. Uh- <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, honestly, automation is the best thing. Wait, no, hang on. Wait, no, I don't mean that. Automation is not the best thing. <laughs> I do not support an AI <laughs> future. That is not what I mean. Um, Probably well. not AI, but automation <laughs> is pretty handy in like small contexts. Like yes, this, I think. that yeah. exactly. Wow, that could have been way out of context. <laughs> Big statement, many caveats. <laughs> yes, that is not what I mean. But yes, like in this yeah. case, I love automating my transactions so that I don't have to physically, like, actually look at the money coming in and out, and it's just like mm. doing what I need it to do. I like that yeah, automation. I, I am I'm someone who like feels get sometimes, you know, I'm like having a bit of a sad day and I just like am not prepared to do any work. So being able to like have everything some decisions or some small tasks automatically done for me is amazing. Of all things, and I'm gonna go on to another tangent and I really apologize. No, please do. My, one of my university lecturers emailed me last week. I'm like, university semester's well and truly over. I don't know what, like, I'm on, I'm on summer break. I've graduated. So right. I should be, I'm on the hunt for a job, really. But um, what I, what I really, he, I did a unit with him and part of the unit was I did an internship and then my intern supervisor did an evaluation on me. And it's like a pass-fail unit. It's a really easy unit um, to do. Theoretically, it's not mm-hmm. that easy in practice. But um, I I got an email saying, hey, you haven't submitted your industry evaluation. Keep in mind, this industry person who did this evaluation did the evaluation. It's on a like a form from my university. They can't take the results off of it. I had to print it out and download. I had to download the PDF and submit it to them through their submission system. I'm like, I'm sorry. There's got to be some sort of automation that goes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is Sam's and this, you know, belongs to his account. Tick, cool. You've passed that. Keep going. And yeah. Like, what? Oh, that was so frustrating. But yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was, um, I, I had to submit that today um I yes don't know whether there was a date on it that needed to be submitted by but my brain was only ready to do it today that's fine um, you got it done yeah, honestly it, it, it yeah it's, that is all that matters <laughs> it's my last submission my password expires next week so i could have redo my password for my universities just so i got my login for the next little few weeks just mm-hmm. to check my results to make sure everything's okay yeah um, but yeah it's just like Oh, all this admin work that, like, you forget you have to do. And then it's like, oh, now I have to do it. But, yeah, um, automating, you know. Yeah, like, you know, certain, like, limited automation that is thoughtfully Mm. integrated, that is very important. (laughs) And we can't, like, avoid it. Like, we have, that's where the future is going. We have to move on with it. It is. And I think it's a really great opportunity to just be conscious of what's going on around you know like i know where my money's going but i don't have to think about it 
And he's like, okay, I've actually thought about this before. I've pre-planned it all when I was in clear mindset. So I'm not like blindly trying to transfer money between accounts, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm, when I'm, I don't know, whatever I'm doing. Cause I don't know, we're, we're all busy people, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and so as you continue to manage your money, was there any like things you notice in terms of your mindset change over like a longer period of time? I, I think just, uh, I think we talked about it a little bit, but the empowerment of like being in control, that is very uh, fulfilling. I don't know. I like being in control, but also yeah. I've learned to like not take it so seriously. Like it's it's just fun. Like I, like I said at the beginning, I like set a strict budget for myself and I was like, I'm only yeah. going to buy myself I'm going to only eat out to once a month. And like, that's my, that was like my limit or something. And it was totally unrealistic. Now I'm just like, uh, like money is a tool. It's not, it's not what runs my life. I'm not going to let it run my life. It's just something that I use to achieve the goals that I have in mind. So yeah, yeah, I think of money as a tool and that is like really a big mindset thing, I guess. Yeah, I I don't know, at least in, like, my friendship circles, I have some friends of mine who every now and then they make comments about, you know, not all of them, but some of them make comments about being broke and stuff. And, like, I'm like, well, have we, like, I don't know what, what their, like, approach to money is. Of course, like, everyone's personal situation is different in bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know whether, like, managing your money maybe would be a good idea because it's like, I don't know, have you tried doing this in this way or whatever? You know, very fascinating. Yeah, it's hard to talk to people about this topic because it's so taboo and mm. people are afraid. Like, I don't know what will what we think will happen if everybody was, like, just free and open about, like, their financial situations. I think we could create a better world just uh, really knowing what people are dealing with and we can help each other out. But, yeah, it's hard to overcome that initial barrier of being like, yeah, I'm just going to talk about it now. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's, I think it's super important. And I don't know, like, have you had conversations with friends and family about breaking down? Obviously we were talking about your mom before, but, um, breaking down that barrier. Yeah. Well, uh, my mom's like the most, the closest person that I've, I do this with just, uh, cause I think she should have control of her finances and just trying to help her see the value in, yes, it can be stressful, but also like it's important to know what's going on. Um, Otherwise, like um, just with sometimes with friends, it'll be like, okay, now I've got a new job and I have more money coming in and I don't know what to do. And some of my friends know that I'm kind of interested in this stuff. Like, they'll ask me for advice and I'll like give them what I personally do, not as not like what they should do. Cause again, I don't know their entire situation. I'm just uh, telling you what I do. And yeah. So like uh, one of the things that I started doing pretty early, like when I was 19 is when I started like my first investment account and I mean, I don't think like you'd really, I don't, wait, hang on. Let me think about this. You don't need to invest money. At, like it's not a prescription. I'm not telling you do it, but like it's a good idea just because, 
over time, the younger you are, the better the market's going to work for you and whatever. It's all, all the bullshit, right? (laughs) Um, but so, yeah, so I'll, I'll show them like the kind of accounts, like in Canada, we have something called tax free savings accounts where you put in money and whenever you withdraw them, you like you invest it, you don't have to pay any taxes on the interest you earn from it whenever you in the future, uh, take money out of there so like just giving them like all the options that are out there we also have like registered retirement savings plan like accounts and things like that so that's for you know retirement planning and i always recommend that people if at their job there's like a pension plan or a retirement plan always contribute to it because that means your employer is contributing at least a proportion of it as well and that's like free money. Why would you give that away, right? <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's so important as well because it, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it just it makes sense to 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 be able to do those kind of things and and you know investing as well. My my parents have recently they've never really looked at. I th- from my understanding, my parents have never really looked at their finances properly but they probably have because they've had home loans and bits and pieces you know it's like i i assume because i've never really had to think about it but recently they did a bit of a refinance of bits and pieces and they've changed banks and bits and pieces looking for a good deal mm-hmm. but then they got into this financial advising and they're not doing financial advising but they're being advised by a financial advisor and talking about investing in bits and pieces do you do much investing at all obviously you said you've got those interest free um investment savings accounts and bits and pieces yeah so i it's mostly like i've tried to do i've bought like occasionally i'll buy like specific efts or stocks or i i only if i'm i want to back a company like I don't buy it really which is like not the investment uh, strategy people would advise most often I just if I see a company out there and I like what they're doing I will find out if they're you know uh, if I can back them in buy stocks or something that's the only time that I buy like stocks and that do that kind of investing the rest of it is like automated robo investments and they're in like my ta- and you can specify like portfolios. My tax-free savings account, for example, is a sustainable growth portfolio, so they won't invest in you know oil companies and things like that. So just uh, yeah, that it still like aligns with my values, but I don't have to think as much when I do that, and that's a pretty easy yeah. way to get started in investing. But yeah, what's and- <laughs> I don't know. It feels like a lot of crypto bros are like into oh. investing and stuff. And I'm like, it, I think this is part of what turns me off. Like I worry gross. with all this investing <laughs> stuff. Cause I'm like, there's these gross people talking about investing and they scare me a little bit. And you know, the little bit of a, like a, I actually don't want yeah. to be in the same boat as these people. I don't know. I, I yeah. Don't know no, I, I agree. Like there, yeah. I, yeah. And, like crypto bros and that whole investment thing is a it's a big turnoff um but there's uh i don't know there's ways to do it like i said i found uh, i found a portfolio that aligned with most of my values and so i was like okay i 
I'm, I can back this. Like, this is cool with me. Yeah. I don't feel guilty giving money to huge corporations because I, that's not what I want to do. Um, there's, can I, I have like a playlist I think I created. I'm just remembering on YouTube when my, I, I created it for my brother's 18th birthday. <laughs> and I was like, now you're uh, an adult here. You can like get some, um, you know, basic finance things and I gave it to Harmeth as well when she turned 18 I'll, I can share some of the videos on that and it I don't know they do a better job of explaining what I'm trying yeah. to do than I can I suppose like nowadays obviously with everything automated and you know bits and pieces do you feel like you're in a, a better position than you probably would have been if you went it alone uh, like if, so am I better if, off? Like if you didn't do all that research and all that, you know, other, the work setting everything up. Yeah, so I, all- I, hundred percent. Like I wouldn't be able to save for the things that I want or like I would save for them, but then I wouldn't be like able to spend as much on the things that like immediate gratification kind of things. Like I, I don't think I would have it could have it both ways which is kind of what I have right now which I'm lucky to have uh and also yeah I don't know like in Australia what are the are there specific uh government funded or government initiatives like tax-free savings accounts or things like that I don't think so Uh, I I feel like there would be We've just we've just finished nine years of a conservative government, oh, right. and, um, so we're <laughs> we're slowly trying to fix some things. Personal savings accounts is one of those things that isn't really talked about a lot here, and so it is really stigma based, yeah. and like we're afraid to tell anyone. I think it's this idea of like figuring out how much is in someone's bank account or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, because we- like I guess um, well, it is true, but people make judgments on you based on how much you earn and then depending on how much you earn they want to like dictate what you do with that money like if somebody's on um government assistance or something and like somebody finds out then they'll be like well you shouldn't be spending that money on junk food like what is it to you like let them spend their money however they want um but yeah it's like that similarly like if you're making a lot of money then like what are you doing with it right (laughs) yeah i I think my brother had a very similar um problem where like he has had some quite high earning jobs and you know um really really been able to save money very easily but he's like i've got all this money and he's the kind of person who lives on a shoestring budget but then we'll just blow money on like something random we're like this makes no logical sense here but um, but she um, but he you, he just turned around and was like, "I got all this money. I just want to spend it." I'm like, mm-hmm, "Maybe we should just be putting it into different accounts and different spots and like save up for things and use that as the like you're spending money instead of." He he's got a very like one size fits all kind of approach and it doesn't fit. I think no, that but is, it is it, not the way to go yeah. about it at all. But it is, it's really hard when you have all this money that you were like, ah, oh, I can see it all here. Maybe I should spend it all, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah. And we're, we're always, I don't know, conditioned to just uh, look at 
<laughs> what money can buy for us. Like that is even like everything that I do. It is like, how can this money buy me happiness? And that is like, how can it help me travel? Like, for example, that is using money to buy happiness in a way. Um, but there's a lot of judgment and stigma associated with all of it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where like what I'm saying exactly. Yeah. But I just think we should talk about it more. Yeah, definitely. Um, looking to the future, I don't, you've just, have you just finished college or you've school? No, I'm still in, uh, I'm still uh, in university. It's like a prison system. Well, um, I, I like switched paths a couple times. I took some time off during that pandemic and it was, it's been a lot <laughs> generally. I, and I, I think one that. of the reasons I'm also continuing to stay in school is to kind of avoid the real world, quote unquote, um, yeah. even though I'm also working like, um, I don't know, semi-professional, I don't job. know, like, yeah. yeah, like kind of a day job. Yeah. Uh, it's so, fascinating. <laughs> Our university slogan is university for the real world. So. That actually, <laughs> yeah, is that really it? About it? Yeah. Um, search, uh, I'll reveal it now. QT university for the real world. It is like a we make so many memes. The, the amount of memes you give a whole bunch of tired students is really kind of cringy slogan, and yeah, that is so <laughs> so wild. Um, yeah, the other thing that is um, that's coming to mind in terms of personal finance. Now, I remember listening to your episode with Mots. He's one of yeah. the uh, you know. Um, Deus Ex Media and listeners and also he listens to my podcast and he's great and you guys were talking about how much you hate doing taxes and I was listening to it and I was like oh I love filling out my tax forms though <laughs> I I think I hated it because I had a really bad employer who did not fill out her half of the tax oh, form. Oh, no. It's actually the part in the employer's responsibility to fill out part of the tax forms mm-hmm. and I was just I, and I had to fill it out again this year, and I still had part of this employment with this particular employer that was particularly terrible. Oh. I was just like, oh, this I'm is so sorry. So fun. It's yeah. fine. It, theoretically, it's actually like really fine, and it wasn't that much yeah. of an issue. But there were just so many errors. Like, I had to this time go back to emails from over a year ago to find out how much I've been paid for wow. like, the last three months of the financial year. But the, the first three months of the financial year because I had this job and it was, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. That sucks. <laughs> what, I, what I personally like about filling out my taxes is I love, I like treating it as like a puzzle and I, or yeah, like a game basically, or try to get, see how many benefits or like tax deductions I can apply to my tax return. Mm-hmm. And like, just maximize it and that's like one of the ways which people like often overlook just uh the fact like that they're entitled to a lot of taxed tax cuts and things like that so like wherever you are do the research and like look into all the clauses and like put in your expenses and deduct them and you know so you don't have to pay as much tax which tax is very important but like only pay what yeah. you need to. Don't pay more. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's, 
I'm really lucky in Australia we have like a tax-free threshold and I've sat under it for the last two years. I've had to submit tax forms. But um, I wouldn't be surprised that once I get into full-time work, I've got a... I'm on the whole... Um, I, you know, the whole... I need to find some way to deduct stuff and bits and pieces. It's very interesting. I'm going to have to explore it a bit more instead of trying to do it as fast yeah, as possible. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, when you figure out... Like, one of the recent things was, like, I found out that I could deduct my chiropractor expenses and then, like, I you know, tallied all of them up and it was like a thousand dollars in one year. And I was like, okay, great. This is like a thousand dollars that I don't have to pay taxes on. So just like there, like find your stuff, like wherever you are, do your research and whatever, if you get like a tax refund or if you have to pay less tax, that's like money you can save to put towards other goals. So, Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so interesting. I think tax is one of those things that it's very taboo. Don't get me wrong, but I think we're getting to a point where a lot more people are like, "How can we collectively not evade the tax system, but like make it make the tax burden less on the everyday person?" Yeah. Because at some point, like I I've been speaking to a couple of economists in the last few weeks over about. I don't know. Cost of living seems to be an issue, mm-hmm. and I'm a journalist, so I speak to a lot of uh, every. I've spoken to a few, and they've all turned around and goes, "At some point, we're gonna have to raise taxes. Otherwise, we're not gonna be able to keep up with the government services that we're expected to provide." I'm like, ah, so we've got to be ready for to raise taxes soon. I'm right, like, yeah, but like those it. taxes, yeah. it should we should raise corporate taxes, not oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent, not like, I'm income all for raising. Yeah, yeah. Um, High earners should pay more taxes and like a fraction, like even if we charged, you know, the top whatever percent, a fraction more, that would make up for so much. That would be so much more money than like an exponential change in the everyday person's taxes. Yeah, 100%. Tax the rich, eat the rich. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think one of those things that just needs to be, like, I'm surprised there's not more support for it. Like, I know politicians earn a ridiculous amount of money. I think it's like $200,000 a year here in Australia. Right. Was it, like, I think up around there, up to that, I don't know. But, like, then you, it's like, come on, guys. There's people earning way more than you that could be taxed out of the wazoo. And, like, even you guys could have... Like, theoretically, the government employees, they do not get to... They've got a completely different tax system because they're government employees. But, like, you know, anyone who's earning the same amount as you should be paying, you know, a a non-insignificant amount of tax. Yeah, no, it's... uh, Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. We can definitely do better with taxation around the world. Um, Yes, yeah, 100%. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, looking a little bit more, like, long-term and bits and pieces, how do you, do you think your mindset around money will, will change anytime soon? I'm not sure. I, like, I don't know what you're learning in the background or, like, what your, you know, right your situation might be, you know, in a few years' time, you know? Um, well, so my, like, general, like, life, beliefs i i'm a socialist i am an intersectional feminist i you know anti-capitalist i'm all for 
yeah, all, all of those things. So yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's, I'm going to continue navigating this in the best way that I can within the capital. Like it's hard being a socialist in a capitalist world, um, but I'm going to continue yeah. to try to find ways that work for me while also acknowledging that like it, it, what works for me doesn't work for others, but also like there's only so much I can do. I have to survive in this world. Like I pay a lot of, for example, um, I don't know if the, uh, are credit scores the thing in Australia. Yeah. I think they're pretty much universal. Okay. So I pay a lot of attention to my credit score and it is such a, you know, capitalist measure of adequacy. Like you're trying to sum up a person based on a number, like how messed up is that? But I also live in this world where if I want to do like anything, like if I want to take out credit, if I want to rent an apartment, I need a good credit score. So I need to Mm. function within this world at the same time. So just trying to like learn to like push the boundaries where I can and still like survive. That's kind of like an ongoing battle, I guess. Yeah, it is. And I think also, you know, with rising cost of living, we're both young people who are still in university, just finishing university, you know, that, that kind of age area, it's it's hard to, with all the uncertainty, know, like, be certain that, like, things are safe. But, you know, as you said at the very beginning of the episode, you know, having those kind of buffers and bits and pieces is really important to be able to go, I actually have a security, bl- security blanket. If something happens, mm-hmm. I yeah. can probably survive for a little while. Ideally, like our social services would provide that security blanket. Like I'm a big supporter of like the universal basic income idea. But until we have that, we have to look out for ourselves and our, you know, circles. So like try to do what you can. Yeah, I've never been more disappointed in the fact that we don't have, you know, when when I learned about universal basic income, which was like a good 10 years ago, I think. Mm Uh, and like learned about the experiments in Canada in the 70s yeah. I was just like this worked and then it's like oh no we're just looking at <laughs> you know being in Canada and like studying those same like experiments and being like oh they were hugely successful and then we did nothing yeah. with it like <laughs> it is just the worst thing it's a very commonwealth <laughs> nation approach as well like you do something it's incredibly successful nah, we're just, like, we're, we're not even going to consider, continue pursuing yeah. it. Because like, it happens in Australia and New Zealand all the time. We do something incredibly successfully, and then it's like, oh, but we're not going to replicate it or, you know, expand it anywhere. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. frustrating to watch. It's like a vaccine rollout, really. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's all I'm going to say on that. Um, <laughs> Oh. Refrain from comment. <laughs> yes, refrain from comment. The many opinions that I have. Um, f- thank you, Nav, so much for coming on the podcast. It's been such a pleasure having you. Thanks for having me and my rambling. I'm so sorry that there was like no uh, that, head or tails. It was amazing <laughs> to hear your perspective on finance. It's one of those things that. I always say it's one of those things. Oh, fire! I hate it. I'm listening to all my <laughs> listening back to some older episodes, and it's um, it's like oh, I always say this, but yeah, it's 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 a part of <laughs> I know it's a part of like <laughs> the human experience that you don't get to hear alternate perspectives from. So it's, it's it's I'm so glad that you could share your perspective. 
Yeah, let's all um, um in the in your Discord. Let's everybody sh- yeah. talk about our like approach to money. It's, let let let's like yeah. destigmatize this topic. You know. Yeah, let's definitely talk about how we manage money. Um, and if you don't know about the Deus Ex Media Discord, go and head over to the restricted section or of the Eldest Gods or My Cabbages. Go check out their Patreon pages for as little as a dollar a month. You can uh, become. Uh, member of our Discord, and you can chat about the episodes of Content and Capable. I know it's a really roundabout way, but I don't have a <laughs> Patreon. Um, maybe there'll be one in the future, but not right now. So definitely go ahead over um, and check those out. Um, now, where can people find you on the internet? Um, okay, so you can find my podcast on Instagram at Pop Culture Symposium. And otherwise, I'm not really on social media much. So, like, uh, you know, DM me on there. Like, I'll get right back to you. You can uh, join. Like, if you listen to my podcast, A Song of Ice and Fire Symposium, you'll get a lot of rambling, a lot of complaining, a lot of just, you know, random stuff. But uh, we have fun. So go check it out. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Um, It's such a, uh, a blast to listen to you both chat um about uh, about everything it's and like even like uh, i would even suggest you know if maybe game of thrones isn't the greatest thing for you go and check out you know the restriction section episodes um with nav and um and just go and check them out because they're just amazing yeah um restricted section uh, i support yeah. like all, all of deus ex media <laughs> Like all 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 <laughs> indie podcasts, right? We just keep making the blanket statement bigger and bigger. And <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm not familiar with all indie podcasts. I'm sure there's one out there that I don't agree with, but uh. yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> uh, is there anything that you've been reading, watching, playing that you wanted to plug? Um. Oh, okay. So I recently watched season three of The Dairy Girls, and I love that show. <gasps> Everybody, watch. Dairy Girls and the like the last season they put it on Netflix like in October and I waited until it was on Netflix to watch it I don't know I don't know how I did that <laughs> I commend my self-control but I've it's a great show the first season I think I think the second t- I think all but that like, just means you have more Netflix. greatness to go like it, it's all a gem it, that show is fantastic it's it's, it's funny and it's not it's like funny in a non-problematic way which is so hard to find these days you know <laughs> i remember reading a very much more serious book about the the what they call the troubles which i mm-hmm. think is just really just not hyping up how amazingly dangerous it was to live in northern ireland at the time but you know there was i remember i'm being very incredibly passionate and when i found dairy girls i'm like wow being able to make light of a situation such as this is just um exactly my kind of comedy it's yeah (laughs) yeah like a really dark background but like just like the you know they get up to the you know they're so it's a a show about teenagers living in dairy during the troubles and it's like they're doing teenager shit while there's a civil war going around on around them (laughs) and it's it's just great there's a bomb on the bridge. Oh, it's going to take an extra 45 <laughs> minutes to get into town. Oh, that's so, so annoying. Yeah, it's, like- it's going to mess up my hair appointment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I, you can find me at sam.the.journalist on Instagram and on TikTok and samobjournalist on 
the dumpster fire that is Twitter. Um, oh, I would no. definitely go and check out my um, TikTok. Are um, you sure recently. Twitter will be? Um, sorry, are you sure Twitter will be around by the time this episode comes out? This episode is going out tomorrow, so I don't know. <laughs> that's still a stretch of time. Um, I have been surprised on the resilience of Twitter. I think we're <laughs> at the point where the user base might have decreased a little bit more, but we won't find out <laughs> until like official reports happen because Elon Musk is basically the Donald Trump of tech. Um, uh, anyway. Sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. To you were talking no, about no, your TikTok. Um, no, TikTok, you know, just crazy shenanigans there. I'm about to start a series about finding a job. The process that I have to go through finding a job to just kind of break down the barrier of applying for jobs because I know way too many people who are terrified of doing it. So mm-hmm. I wanted to That's talk a about, great series. Uh, yeah. I'm going to follow along with that. It's a lot of fun. I've been really enjoying um I I've only just started filming it this morning. Um I got a, I got inspired and then spent a week with my mother who gave me the idea for it. So I've been um thinking and planning it out um today and hopefully we'll have some videos by the time um people go out and check my tiktok ah. <laughs> um but yeah um thank you so much nav for coming on the podcast it's been so, so amazing to have you on thank you for having me on if you amazing. have you, i think you haven't read game a saga of ice and fire or seen game of thrones is that right i have not no. so I well really if you ever feel up to it you're welcome on our podcast anytime oh thank you <laughs> or I you can just come and we'll talk about it and you'll just be confused sitting in a corner <laughs> look it probably would be better i don't know <laughs> okay. or i just read the chapters out of context oh and just we should yes having, oh, i'll pick a really wild fun. episode like where nothing makes sense and then we'll just throw it at you <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Okay, we're go- um, we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, it sounds amazing. I definitely am on, I'm on board. Thank you for listening to Content and Capable. You can follow the podcast socials at Content, the letter N, Capable on Instagram and Twitter. You can send an email to contentandcapablepod at gmail.com. Please give us a review on iTunes or Spotify to help others know that you love this podcast. The art was done by Opia. You can follow them at Opia underscore art underscore. Opia is spelled O-P-I-A. Feel free to message them about making art for your project. Our music was written, recorded, and edited by Isabel Strauss-Frieds. You can find Izzy at Kane underscore I. That's I is in the body part on Instagram and Twitter, and on YouTube at KaneI, with no spaces. Feel free to message her about making music for your project or editing your podcast. What's up, potheads? It's me, your host, Christina. Welcome to the Restricted section. No, we're not in Hogwarts. It's like a metaphor. Do you get it? Like, we're raunchy, and we get drunk, And we make sex jokes, and we have an all-spoilers-all-the-time policy, so, you know, it's like the restricted section. I've been told that explaining jokes makes them funnier. If you've ever wondered how the Marauders map actually works, if you've ever thought that maybe Snape sometimes wears jeans, if you've ever thought that Draco and Harry are for sure in love, I mean, they're for sure in love, if you've ever had a hard time deciding who you'd rather bang, Bill or Charlie, obviously Charlie, then this podcast is for you. You don't even have to do the reading. We'll do it for you. 
Catch the Restricted Section every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts and find us online at Restricted Section Pod. Content and Capable is a podcast all about answering the question, how do you adult? Don't forget to rate and review, and I will see you next Monday for another episode. Dave X Media.